Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Do not adjust your speakers. That was me just having a bit of fun. If you are uh, one of our Twitch chat, you will have uh, experienced the voice changer quite a lot. Uh, But if not, welcome. That was a deep voice mod. Uh, We are here for the Australian Grand Prix post-qualifying. It is 7.43 a.m. Don't ever usually see this time of day. Tom Bellingham, the co-founder of my heart and also the P1 Venture, uh, sees this time all the time because he is a new daddy i am grace woke up at uh half four so i was all ready to go I, i'm gonna be the one that's struggling when we do the u.s races at 10 p.m and i'm gonna be the one falling asleep and complaining that i'm tired so yeah you absolutely will and are you can you even be called a new daddy yet no, I mean, still because year grace is a year, yeah, uh, a year soon. next month isn't she or yeah, yeah. well weeks, no it's the yeah. first yeah it's literally we haven't done any april fools jokes um unfortunately we didn't we didn't decide to go down that route um australian sorry, grand prix something. last year i was uh watching qualifying with my wife Katie in the hospital bed while she was uh, ready to give throwback 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 lovely right let's dive into some Formula 1 stuff but before we do let's talk about our 5 star review as always if you want yours to be read out send in a 5 star review tell us why be creative and you may well be picked Uh, this one comes in from Captain X in the United States of America as Tommy has written this Uh, since the invention of the wheel there has not been two who have known more about it Socrates on P1 with Matt and Tommy, in brackets, probably. I like that a lot. That's that's very creative. Thank you so much, uh, Captain, for that. Let's dive into what happened in Q1. We had Piastri, Joe, Sergeant, Bottas, and Perez out. Yeah, that's right. We've got a Red Bull grid sandwich uh, for tomorrow's race. For Stappen, of course, pole. We know all about that. Whatever. Moving on. But Perez, on his first flying lap, having an absolute stinker, locking up his brakes at turn three and getting beached in the gravel. Now, he blamed something on the team radio said that it was something or other that maybe went wrong and blamed the team, kind of. He was like, something was wrong with the car. Um, But either or, in the gravel, starting P20. Blamed you for cursing him, saying he was going to be the biggest flop. But yeah, Perez had an absolute shocker in FP3 as well. Uh, He was going off every single corner, has to be said. Um, Absolute shocker. And then... Yeah, gets into uh, the first part of qualifying, and you think just you know take it easy. You've got well, according to your teammate, like half a second on the whole field, so you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And uh, it just goes in too hot into into the corner, mate. I mean, 
you must have some kind of issue um, with the car not set up. I can see the conspiracy theories already of sabotage, but no, I'm sure there's just yes. sabotaging wrong. his brakes. Sabotaging like, his brakes. That's what, what they do. What? Max's car definitely didn't break in the last race as well in qualifying. So they're too. And they're, Perez's car was literally being put back together before qualifying because there clearly was a problem with it. So yeah, yeah. There must have been something not right or, or not synced no. up correctly for, for Perez to make that mistake, especially in Q1. You, the Red Bulls aren't pushing that hard in Q1. They're not under Q1. pressure, are they? They're just trying to you know, get through safely. So, yeah, really unlucky for Perez. want to apologise because, of course, I uh, gave him the biggest flop curse and it continues. First Ocon, mad. I feel like I was robbed for the sergeant curse because I feel, uh, sorry, not the curse, <laughs> the biggest flop, which is a curse, um, last time out, and then Perez this time as well. I feel like I should be three from three, but Tommy is a bit savage with his You've set the bar his, quite points. high. Yeah, yeah. Have. they have to have the worst race of their career in order for it to be <laughs> a biggest flop. I'd get a point now, yeah, because now I'm just going to go, oh, well, uh, yeah, you'll predict, I don't know, like biggest flop, Leclerc, and he'll finish like down in 12th and we'll be like no he has to spin off uh trip over and in the paddock on his way (laughs) yeah literally that's not how this um, should work i should be scoring points on a normal flop that's quite it's (laughs) it's quite quite concerning though how uh how that happened and you also had your red bull hat on didn't you in the the old uh it didn't work for max but you managed to to get a Red Bull grid sandwich, like you said. Although someone on Twitter replied to me when I tweeted that and said, "It's not a grid sam, it's not a Red Bull sandwich because the bread is you don't call it a bread sandwich." So there's always one, isn't there? There always is one. Yeah, <laughs> there really is. Uh, question from Jace Vi: Can Perez fight through like Verstappen last time out, or does the Australian circuit not lend itself to good overtaking? It's definitely a lot more difficult. Uh, for Perez to make his way through the field. I think he's going to have to rely potentially more on strategy, uh, maybe perhaps a, an overcut to allow him some fresh air to, to push his way uh, up through the field. I still think he'll be able to achieve a top five. The podium might be might be a stretch, but it depends. We might get a, a well-timed safety car, for example, that will, that will help Perez. But Starting literally 20th, Verstappen started a bit further up and he was struggling at Saudi. So it's it's no easy feat for Perez to get on the podium. I think top five is still a decent achievement for him. I know that, oh, it's the Red Bull. But at least in qualifying trim, the Red Bulls weren't actually as clear as as we all thought they would be. The race trim is, of course, where, where they seem to come into their own. Um, but yeah. Melbourne's never been a circuit we all look forward to for loads of overtaking. So Sergio's going to have to do something slightly different, I think, in order to make his way through the field. Yeah, he could struggle a bit, particularly if... Uh, it, it could be a double-edged sword, the uh, the DRS, and having four uh, DRS zones, because I've heard a lot of people going, oh, well, that's perfect for him, because Red Bull have this very... Um, you know they've done well with with DRS, like particularly Saudi, for example. Um, their DRS was crazy, um, crazy powerful. It seemed like it's almost overpowered DRS compared to the rest of the field. So he might just breeze past everyone in the DRS zones, and there's four of them, and make it look nice and easy. Or, uh, which I'm slightly concerned about, is we get a big old DRS train. 
yep. particularly behind a certain Williams that have done particularly well, yeah. well perhaps, that, it, that looks uh, incredible in, in a straight line. So uh, I don't think it would be a, as easy. I don't think it's a sure on podium like it is uh, like it was for Verstappen in in Saudi but I, I do think he'll get into maybe like third or fourth yeah that, that's the thing four DRS zones can be seen as a blessing or a curse because if you've got 10 11 12 cars all within a second of each other pounding around with DRS four activation zones and having a great time then they're all just going to be slipstreaming each other and it's going to make it harder because they'll all be topping out and overtaking may actually be worse because of it so we'll have to see if if we get more spread uh, field spread then there'll be more chance for Perez to just pick one off at a time um but yeah it's going to be fascinating to see how that unfolds I think the Williams is going to be an incredibly difficult car to to overtake that middle sector Alex Albon just constantly purple no matter what he did yes it's, there was basically one corner that he had to break for uh, in <laughs> in that sector but very quick indeed. I think uh, Alex said in an interview after qualifying that their car's just incredibly efficient when they take off um, a bit of aero. So, yeah, great bets. work from from Alex. Get your bets on them for another Monza masterclass. Yeah, Monza P1, pole position. You've heard it here first. We move now to Q2. And it was kind of just a, a middle session of not much events going on. Ocon was probably the big scalp uh, being dropped out by seven thousandths of a second. Uh, Sonoda, Norris, Magnussen and De Vries, of course, Piastri out in Q1, Norris out in Q2, and it's just more McLaren woe. Uh, and you, you put them as biggest good God surprise. sake. I know. I'm just useless, aren't I? I should just. But I saw that. I thought that was a fair prediction because you're thinking, oh, I can't get any worse than the first two races. Surely. <laughs> but yeah, no, not much improvement. Did better in, in Saudi, if anything. Got through to Q3 in, in Saudi, didn't he? Well, he yeah. did, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've not looked very good at all. This is the kind of circuit that you think uh, Orlando Norris would thrive on. Last year, he, he I think he was fourth uh, in quali last year. Uh, really, really suited. Uh, the McLaren, but yeah, they're struggling bit, big time. There's been a lot of talk that uh, they've just got a very small operating window and uh, the, them just raising the car a tiny bit uh, for the regulations just means it's absolutely screwed them. Uh, and yeah, Norris down in, in P13 is a, a big shocker. And then uh, probably if we're going to kind of mention about drivers that haven't done particularly well uh, i think we've got to mention well firstly kevin magnuson because holkenberg was doing some serious bits in uh the whole of quality has to be said uh, and then bottas has just looked nowhere maybe maybe his mullet is slowing him down a bit or something and extra few tenths but since that first worldy of a race where it looked like me putting him so low in the championship is uh was an absolutely awful prediction. He's been pretty woeful. It's very true. Uh, Alfa Romeo have been absolutely nowhere. Uh, thankfully, Bottas has got a few points, so maybe 16th was a bit too uh, too aggressive yeah. from you in, in the Drivers' Championship. Maybe they'll have a few more uh, good weekends, but yeah, it's just been been dreadful uh, for them, and they're very much, I would say, the slowest team now, uh, collectively, 17th and 19th uh, in Q1. So yeah, that, that moves us quite swiftly on now to Q3. And 
out of nowhere, Verstappen just, you know, popping in laps, looked very much untouchable. And Verstappen had a very ropey first lap, 17.5 he put in. The car looked a handful. The The track conditions just seemed to get quite a lot more slippery out there for, for reasons that weren't rain by the looks of things. And yeah, Hamilton, after the first run, was fastest from Alonso, then Russell, and Verstappen was three tenths off the top. And we're all all of a sudden, we were we were seeing what the, a reality would look like without Red Bull uh, dominating, dominating yeah. you know, half a second down the road. And my God, was it a good qualifying up until Max sorted his life out. It was. And there was also the threat of rain in the air, which never actually came but but Ferrari predicted it Tommy so surely it should have come true right (laughs) I know right but Hamilton yeah Hamilton Alonso and Russell were separated by I think it was seven hundredths of a second or something um so incredibly close there and then we thought you know this could if the rain comes now Verstappen's going to be starting I think he was down in sixth perhaps uh three tenths off really close um session everyone other than Verstappen is incredibly close there so if they do get pegged back there is hope but um yeah they are very clear ahead but um yeah mercedes looked uh for, for all the talk of mercedes being on the ropes and absolutely washed and the, the worst car they've ever built uh had a very very good session indeed did they say this is the worst car they've ever built well no but no, um, that was last year wasn't it last year i mean still they, they still kind of there's all these kind of montages, isn't there, on Sky of like acting like they've just built a, a you know, an Alfa Romeo or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jack underscore master comes in with a question. Do we feel that George is starting to gain the upper hand on Lewis? I mean, Russell is now 3-0 in quali and... It has to be said that Russell's done a better job than Hamilton so far this year, especially in qualifying. And he is getting better as the seasons go on. Russell is still new to Mercedes in the grand scheme of things. And as I've said before, he is only going to get better. He's only going to get more gelled and in sync with the team. The team are going to understand what he needs as a driver. And to out-qualify Hamilton in the first three races is no mean feat. And to get within two-tenths of a second of Verstappen, considering this Mercedes is apparently not any good, is a fantastic performance. And George is is very much now becoming that driver that it was it was sort of last year thinking, oh, Hamilton has a bit of an edge on him. And now I feel as though George could even say that he's now got the edge on Lewis at the start of this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, qualifying has been something Russell's been brilliant at his whole career. Um, 
and yeah, he's uh, he's I mean three nil. It's very it's very impressive, and I'm wondering if uh, Hamilton will come back in the races, which sometimes he tends to do. However, it's going to be really fascinating. I, I think it could. I don't think it would boil over, but I think it would start to be a lot less friendly when those two are, are battling. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that's going to work out. Say, when one of them's faster, particularly on a track like Albert Park, where it's hard to overtake, say if George is behind Lewis or Lewis is behind George, and one of them, which no doubt they will, regardless of whether it's true or not, think they can actually go quicker and catch max which is probably unlikely but you bet they'll be on the radio going come on guys let's just switch the cars I, i'm quicker and i feel like mercedes could get a, end up having a bit of a headache if if these two do end up um doing this which is exactly what we said would happen with mercedes that is the risk they had putting russell in that car instead of bottas because it could get a bit spicy between them if uh if it carries on because they because they're so evenly matched i think they are seemingly close you know russell is three nil ahead but he's not absolutely trounced hamilton mm. it's just really close it's uh, fine margins yeah for sure yeah it's fine margins which is going to be a you know really exciting battle between them and this is the thing they aren't fourth, fifth, sixth on the grid now. They're second and third with one Red Bull to beat tomorrow. There could be a victory on the cards. If Verstappen has issues. a bit of a shocker yeah. or whatever, or Russell manages to get ahead of Max at the start. And you can't underestimate what a 2v1 situation could uh, force, especially if Russell can somehow get ahead of Max at the beginning. And I don't know if he'd be able to keep him behind with four DRS zones. Uh, but there is something to say in the fact that if Mercedes, even if they are second and third, but stay pretty close to Max, one of them can go for a really aggressive undercut. That might well cause problems as to which one goes and who then gets, gets the ahead strategy, and, yeah. and that sort of stuff. But I, I have a small amount of hope that maybe Mercedes can can get in the mix with Verstappen, but they're going to need to ruffle a few feathers uh, for Max and not allow him to just extend his legs and just you know, chill out and be half a second, a second quicker a lap. But we'll see. Uh, the Red Bull has been mighty in, in race pace. So there is a small amount of hope. That's all there is uh, right mm -hmm. now. Uh, but second and third is a great position for Merck to be in. It is. You mentioned, you mentioned, I think it was when we were doing the Hamilton uh, podcast. And I do somewhat agree with you that Hamilton won't care too much about finishing fifth in the championship if George is fourth. But I do wonder how much it would get in his head if maybe George is the first to win a race in this car again and then Hamilton's oh, still yeah. not won and then George has got a win in the last car and this car. Uh, then I think we'll start to see it get a bit more fruity. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Even second and third, seeing your teammate next to you on a higher step on the podium than you, it's going to affect anyone. They're all yeah. racers. They all want to be uh, the best in their team, the best in, in Formula One. So I think that's when it starts to get a bit more irritating maybe for Hamilton if he can't feel the car the way Russell is, is, uh, you know, when, when all the cameras are on you fighting at the front of the field, there is that different level of pressure and expectation uh, from, from the public and also on, on yourself. So yeah, it's going to be uh, fascinating to see how that that unfolds tomorrow. 
Question from Jan, Jan, Jan underscore Krabasic. Who is the real second power? Merck, Aston and Ferrari look close together. I don't think we can say who is the real second team at the moment. They are seem to be jostling for that second fastest team. Of course, we look we looked it looked as though Aston Martin were were the ones that that were second fastest. Alonso left a bit of time I would say maybe on the table. I probably would still lean towards Aston being the the second fastest car. Fernando looked pretty peeved to be honest after qualifying and 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 so he should be to be honest because I think he did leave a bit of time out there. Uh, on the table um so i would still say aston maybe slightly edge it but i don't think it's any kind of landslide in any of those three teams of course ferrari fifth and seventh they're probably fourth fastest which is so painful to say but it's 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 small margins it's incredibly close and it seems to be changing race by race of who's got the better package and i I wonder how much that is the fact that We've got three, I say, take Red Bull out of the equation, three quick teams, <laughs> because that that is the kind of, you mentioned it earlier, if Red Bull weren't in the mix or, or kind of dropped into this, it's a fascinating battle between them. And you've also got three teams with very different philosophies because Mercedes have built a very different car. Ferrari have a different car. Uh, the Aston looks more like the Red Bull philosophy. So I think those three cars, it will just change depending on kind of what circuits we go to and what what will suit them, which is uh, an exciting prospect. Just oh, can you see imagine? I know, <laughs> just as a Formula One fan, I, I want it and I need it. But if, if Red Bull just pulled back just a tiny bit and we would have a four-team championship. Feel, it always happens, doesn't it, where... When you get one team dominating, it's never just. It, it's always. It's not so like painful spread evenly. Because, yeah, yeah. It's not, that you always get an absolutely titanic battle. I remember when Red Bull dominated before, um, when it was Sebastian Vettel dominating, and for second in the championship, it would always be so close between McLaren, Mercedes, uh, Ferrari really close all the time and it, you kind of would always look at the championship table and go oh Vettel wasn't in the championship <laughs> yeah. we'd, we'd be having a six-way battle for the title I know it's so uh, painful well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see yeah oh hello jinx private padlock um <laughs> let's talk quickly about Alex Alban P8 in quali what a what a performance uh, wow. from him, as I mentioned earlier, constantly purple in that middle sector. Uh, he did a 17-6, which just pipped Gasly uh, to P8 in the end. And question from Waz Nuts. How bad is the DRS train behind Albon going to be? I'm expecting some odd pit strategies to over slash undercut. It is going to be interesting. I think you know we mentioned about the four DRS zones. Whether Albon can make any steps forward, I'm not sure. Of course, you've got the Ferraris, the Aston Martins, the Mercedes, and one Red Bull. The Williams is not going to have that race pace. But yes, I fully envisage an Albon train from eighth backwards. And that's maybe where Perez will get stuck in, is because Albon's far too quick in that middle sector to potentially even get overtaken. That, that straight down towards turn one, is that long enough? It's not great. It's not and great then you've got another straight that. down towards turn three. Again, is that long enough? You can have okay. a few dive bombs into there, but there's still the opportunity to go side by side in the next couple of corners. It's not a complete and utter, you know, done and dusted move. So 
yeah, I, I, I fully see the top seven just gone, and then eighth down <laughs> to to twentieth uh, is the Alban train. <laughs> yeah, definitely that that section that you mentioned that it, is the new section. So they got rid of that chicane, didn't they? And now they have the long straight, which is going to be DRS, the quick chicane, and then another long uh, DRS zone. But it's not it's not a long enough straight to breeze past. You kind of there's no braking zone there. You kind of you have to get by quite comfortably because the chicane isn't exactly a slow corner to outbreak someone in. Um, and I don't think many people are going to be getting past that Williams because they are unbelievable in a straight line. I mean, th- that is the sector where Alex Alban was going purple because it's just an unbelievable setup. Uh, that just that car just works so well on the on the straights. And uh, yeah, he is going to be a very difficult car to pass. And last last year, let's not forget, he did the entire race on one set of tyres and then just pitted on the final lap, uh, put some new tyres on. So uh, I could imagine uh, a lot of the field getting very frustrated with Alex Albon, but that's their problem and fair play to Albon for a brilliant quality. Yeah, he's going to be a mobile chicane, is Alex Alban, yeah. and we look forward to seeing it. I think it's also worth mentioning, before we go into our predictions uh, reminder, is Carlos Sainz did a good job uh, out-qualifying Charles Leclerc, uh, and we could probably tie into one of your... Mm, uh, let's do that why. now, actually. You uh, you said the biggest flop was Sainz. Um, <laughs> so sake. I even said, I even said, uh, like, about, oh, I reckon Sainz will be way off, but... Remember, I never get any points, so he's probably going to win the race. And uh, didn't go that far, but it did make science suddenly beat Charles Leclerc in qualifying. qualifying for what feels like the first time ever. And it wasn't <laughs> even like Charles had a bad lap. I think science was just popping it in yeah. ahead of him, uh, seemingly every single lap and session. So... You're welcome, Carlos. You're welcome. Yeah, it's great. Leclerc has a poor qualifying when he doesn't have a grid penalty. It's great, isn't it? It's really, it really makes me so happy to see this uh, P7 uh, for Leclerc, and he's got Stroll ahead of him, not even his teammate. So yeah, let's go to our predictions reminder. Biggest good surprise, I said Hulkenberg, and Tommy said McLaren. Hulkenberg yeah. had an absolutely brilliant qualifying, did he not? It was... Uh, yeah, it was looking like he was going to fin- uh, finish better than tenth, to be honest with you. But I would still yeah, say tenth that's... is actually it's good, but it is definitely like a ah, oh, that's a, sh- a shame. It felt like there were moments where we thought he would be up in like fifth or sixth, but yeah. no, tenth is still good. I think he still should have maybe got eighth uh, with the pace yeah. that he was showing, but tenth is still still decent, making it through to Q three. And Tommy, yours, yours is um... McLaren. Yes, thirteenth and sixteenth. What a performance, McLaren. Good yeah, job. Well done, Tommy. Uh, the the jinx really coming out there. Biggest flop. I went for Perez. Uh, that's that's come true so far. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And you you said signs, which has not. Nope. Pole position. I wasn't boring uh, and went for Fernando Alonso, which actually <laughs> looked possible at one point, and I was genuinely really excited to see if that could happen. And Tommy just securing points because again he's boring. Yeah, Verstappen. I went for yeah. yeah. Boring. Uh, my top three: <laughs> uh, Verstappen, Alonso, Perez might happen, but I think a mistake. Looking more likely that Perez podium. could finish third. Uh, if yeah, I don't think be, he's finishing. Sorry. I don't think we're seeing a Red Bull one-two. To be honest with you, no. Which I went for. I went boring and went Max, Checo, and Fernando. 
yeah, I think we may have needed to put a Mercedes in there somewhere for, for that to come true mm. for all three. And then our one crazy prediction, I went for everyone will line up on the grid properly. And of course, they've changed the grid boxes to be 20 centimetres <laughs> wider. But I made that prediction before that was made. Okay, so uh, we shall see if that comes true. And Tommy, yours has already come true. Yes, Red Bull is beaten in quali. So I Well, you actually, got... you've written down Red Bull is beaten in quali, which for me, no, that reads as the no. entire team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm claiming we, it. I'm claiming we 18 points. You did say, you did say, what? 18 points. 18? Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, no, I take that back because then if everyone lines up in their grid spot, you could claim 20 points. So no, I uh, take that back and I will bag the point. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'll take 20 points. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for watching or listening uh, to this Saturday qualifying roundup. We'll be live on Twitch, Matt P1 Tommy, tomorrow bright and early uh for the uh, for the race it should be it should be a good one hopefully fingers crossed be interesting to see how Perez gets through and if the mercedes can challenge red bull we'll see you very soon but before we do tommy final thoughts my final thoughts ah <laughs> uh, i definitely forgot so did i until about that moment. final thoughts but i will say that um <laughs> this could be horrendous considering uh, the time of day right now the time zone as well yeah it just makes it even worse <laughs> genuinely my brain i just can't think of grace anything on the mic? what's going on I've, I've, did you I've, say anything about formula one um i hope it rains tomorrow it's not going to rain tomorrow. You know the weather forecast. What a te- that was the worst thirty minutes of broadcasting we've ever thirty minutes thirty seconds of broadcasting. <laughs> 30 we've felt ever like thirty done. minutes of my Maybe thirty minutes to be fair. Uh, to be fair, it's nearly thirty minutes we've been recording. Anyway, that is it. My final thoughts are: My God, Tommy, you need to literally get some more coffee in your system. You are shutting Watch. down. We'll see you tomorrow for the race. Watch along, if not for funniest tweets and all other the good stuff that we'll be putting out. Bye. Bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.